0: This is the Matters of Influence podcast, creating awareness and alignment today to become your best self tomorrow.
1: With your hosts, Debbie Frapp and Terry Foster Nowland. Well, hello everyone. Hello, Debbie.
0: Hi, Terry.
1: Well, we're we're here live again.
0: We are live once again. I know this is so exciting when we get to do, do things together and record our podcast together. And we're kind of both a little, uh, full we've right had now. An
1: exciting three days.
0: We have. Yeah. Incredible. And so this podcast is we're going to just share some insights that we've gained over these last three days. Mm-hmm. And, um, I've, i I want to start. Terry, the word catalyst. When I when I say that word, what what does that bring up for you?
1: When I think of catalyst, I think of a spark or a change. Mm-hmm. Something that changes quickly, that causes something to ignite, catch fire. Yeah. Right? yeah. With a yeah. firefighter background in my head, I'm thinking That's catch right. fire. <laughs> something that causes something to happen. And yeah. I know, what do you think?
0: Well, I looked up the definition yeah. and uh, and it says an agent that provokes or speeds significant change or action.
1: Provokes.
0: Provokes. Hmm. So this podcast is called Catalyst Matters, and we're going to share some of our insights from, gosh, incredible leaders mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that I think they definitely did that. They definitely provoked, and they have, in your words, sparked spark some things inside of me and we just want to share some of the notes from some of these incredible speakers that we had and we'll just kind of talk about what what our experience was
1: yeah this is kind of like rapid fire over the past few days and they're kind of the highlights Um, and this is from the catalyst leadership conference that actually my husband introduced us to what for what do you
0: you I don't know if we did. Yeah, it's been several years. And this is like an event that I look forward to every year, because the the quality of the speakers and um, you don't get that type of speaker and as many in a short period of time as what Catalyst provides.
1: No, I would call this an all business, possibly even faith based at times, uh, kind of conference. So it, it It revives you emotionally, physically, spiritually. Yeah. And it's for all businesses.
0: Absolutely. It's really cool. So, well, so um, I'm just going to kind of go in and kind of order and some of the notes I've highlighted some things and uh, we're just going to share those. And the first comes, interestingly enough, on the topic of forgiveness.
1: Ooh. (sighs) Who are you starting with?
0: I'm starting with Lisa. Turkhurst. Yes. I hope I. Lisa
1: Turkhurst.
0: I hope I said her name right. And uh, man, Um, so a couple of notes that I took. Forgiveness does not go hand in hand with reconciliation.
1: I remember that one.
0: And I loved that because I think a lot of times when we think about forgiveness, we can still forgive without necessarily reconciling yeah like um a relationship is what i thought about it's like you can forgive but it doesn't go hand in hand with reconciliation it has to there has to be two and she talked about two two parts Mm -hmm. first there was the decision to forgive
1: yeah
0: but then the second part is you have to forgive the impact that whatever that behavior or whatever happened Mm -hmm. you have to forgive the impact as well And um, I just thought that was really powerful.
1: You know, because you brought her up, I mean, I jumped over to my notes with her, and she did. She brought up the two parts of forgiveness, the fact and the impact, like you said. And before that, do you remember when she talked about this thing called an excuse clause? Do you remember that language? There was so much. She tied it back into uh, the forgiveness framework and systematic Mm -hmm. approaches yeah. Um, that we've been programmed with.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right.
1: Yes, and, I do remember that. And she that. said she mm-hmm. went in, and this past experience <laughs> that she had, and she created a forgiveness list. You remember she pulled yeah. her phone out and started reading she did. it? yeah. And it kind of got funny. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. And she said when she looked at it, and remember, we take away different things because we're, sure. it depends on where we're at in our learning, uh, Absolutely, right? absolutely. And I wrote down that she used the words excuse clause. These were like her, it, these were her excuses. Of why she couldn't forgive. Why she couldn't forgive. That's right. Yeah. And I went, wow. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. an excuse clause. How many of us are using a lack of forgiveness as mm. an excuse to not move ourselves? <sighs> Man. Man. That goes yeah. back to victim versus accountability. Yeah, game, yeah, right?
0: it does. Yeah, when we talked about that in creation mm-hmm. matters, I, I had another note, um, and it said, "I may never be free," and and that's that whole process. Like you know, like why do we even want to look at forgiveness anyway? It, there's a level of freedom in that because, or or lightness. I, I like to say agenda. Like we're we're traveling without an agenda when we can really forgive. But she said, "It may never be. I may never be free if I wait for the other person to take action." in order for to forgive them
1: Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, I'll just yeah. yeah she said it's rest. more about addressing our issue and not the issues of others, mm-hmm. and that they go hand in hand. Yeah, That's exactly. Into that too. Yeah, yeah. She was awesome. Her name was Lisa L. E. S. A. Turkhurst, and many of you guys I know probably follow her. Yeah, and listen yeah. to her. Really, absolutely. Powerful. Our intent is always to give credit where credits due That's right. These are just our notes from these amazing speakers that are yep. out there, and you yep. guys can go Google them and look yep. them up.
0: There we go. Okay. So who you got? Who you got Andy next? Andy
1: Stanley. Oh, my gosh. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. So oh, a little right. bit of background, Debbie. I'm going to brag on my husband, who, yeah. since he's the one that got us here. David, yeah. my husband, yeah. and Andy worked together at First Baptist Church in Atlanta for over 10 years. And uh, because of that relationship, it introduced Debbie and I to another um leader that we'll talk more about in the pa- at the end of the podcast because mm-hmm. we've got good ahas from mm-hmm. that that his speaking as well. And Andy just really focused and I think mm-hmm. it was even a little bit of emotion, focused about being in the day. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's because of where we're at in our life. I mean, we're we're all at mm-hmm. uh, an in particular age, and yet the room was full of about four different generations. Isn't Absolutely. That what we calculated. Yeah,
0: I think so. I
1: think our hotel is full of the fifth generation.
0: <laughs> yes, we have a lot of <laughs> we have a lot of builder generation in our in our hotel right now. <laughs> so we'll know, talk about that in a yeah, moment.
1: we'll talk about that in the moment. We've we had a good day. Um, and he was talking about no one can serve two masters. Yeah. And Um, Something I wrote down is he said, you can't compete with anything that attempts to master your life. Mm. If you've got something that's mastering your life, your time, you can't compete with that. And um, what you worry about becomes your master. Yeah. And he said, I want to be so mastered by today that tomorrow is insignificant.
0: Mm. And that's really about that, you know, being present. Like, whatever it is that you do, being present in, man, that is tough to do in our culture today because mm-hmm. we have so many, number one, we have so many interruptions, but we have so many things that, that demand our attention, and are we really being present when, you know, we're doing whatever we're doing?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that shows up. Mm-hmm. It shows up in, in a lot of different things. Um, you know, he... Um, I think one of the biggest things that, that I took away from his, and you may be getting to this sooner and I'm jumping the gun, but the whole idea, and I just took this away, um, is that priority determines your capacity. I'm going to say that again because mm-hmm. it was so powerful. Priority determines capacity. And really what he was talking about there, and, and it goes with this idea of of presence, but if we if we take care of all these little things, mm-hmm. and then we don't have, like, that will take up a lot of time, and then we think, oh, I don't have time to do this. Oh, I don't have time to do this. Oh, I don't have time to do this. But if we take care of the things that are really the most important first, we'll have time to do the little things, or we'll just realize that they're just, they're really not important. Mm-hmm. We just don't need to do them, but... Gosh, in our world today, where we're so action biased, of getting the most things done—that mm-hmm.
1: was just huge. It was huge because he talked about—he did—he said—and I—and of course, I look back at my notes and I'm looking. I get, I'm in such a habit of writing out questions and a lot Mm. of them are to myself. So when I'm sitting in a conference like this, I'm writing out questions for myself to go back and reflect. Cool. (laughs) Yeah. And I I wrote that down. What competes for control of my life? If I were, and my thought process went, if I were to not be on this earth Sunday morning at eight a.m. Mm-hmm. What things would I choose to do between now and then? Mm-hmm. And this is Friday, by the way, people that are yeah. listening. Yeah. What would I choose to do between to focus now on. and Sunday morning mm-hmm. at eight o'clock? And it sure wouldn't include a lot of those things that I've been worrying about, mm. right? And so that, true. That was big, and he's and he, and I then wrote this next thing down, and I think you'll remember this because I think I looked at you <laughs> when when he said this. He said, "Can you lead somewhere?" If you're not attempting to, if can you lead other people somewhere if you're not attempting to get there them yourself? So oh, so if I'm attempting so to master something, how can that's I right. expect other people to go there if yeah. I'm not even working on it myself? Absolutely. And you and I, we talk, that's why we're doing these podcasts. Absolutely. We're in such a huge, huge, passionate attempt to be yeah. better for yeah. the people in our life and the people that we work with. Yeah. Yeah we want to be able to help others go where we've been Mm -hmm. and i thought Mm -hmm. to myself when he said what's your what if Mm -hmm. remember that i do
0: remember that what's your what if
1: like yeah what if i did do that or what i quit thinking about
0: yeah so what is your what if
1: what if i did that yeah what would that look
0: well what a great question right because then it's looking at okay well what if i do make that choice what if i do make that decision Mm and is is that what is that really what i want to choose right Mm -hmm. it's just looking at the time that you have and being present and all of that it just looks at it so much clearer clearer. and i'm going to give them a
1: fill in the blank to do okay because i got a little emotional on this one when i wrote this to myself okay capacity to influence blank is Mm. determined by my priorities so let's i'll give you an example capacity to influence my grandchildren Mm-hmm. is determined by my priority. Now, when you talk to me about my grandbabies and when I talk to you about your grandbabies... Oh, yeah. So the capacity to, infl- to influence Emberlin, mm-hmm. Jeremiah, Hadley, Brantley mm-hmm. is determined by my priorities right now.
0: That's exactly right.
1: Right now. That's, and that's exactly that's right. an emo- That was yeah. an emotional peach to me. Yeah. And it's... Um, I'll, I'll, I'll end Andy with this. External mm-hmm. representation is the representation of the internal person. Oh, that's External so true. External representation that's right. is the internal representation. That's of That's right. That person.
0: And so really, that's about am I like, how do I show up every single day, mm-hmm. and I got to make sure that I'm consistent and authentic and vulnerable. I mean, we've we've done several podcasts around just that whole idea. Yeah. And that's really what that's about. And that I vulnerability
1: mean, podcast has been the...
0: It has been one of our most listened to. And mm-hmm. so uh, we'll have to explore and go a little bit. So we could go pages one. on Andy, but we're
1: not going to. Yes, study. we Who's could. For you? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, um, uh,
0: gosh, I, I want to go... There was, a, there was a panel that we had, and I'm just going to give a couple of quotes from the panel. Okay, okay. there was a panel that they had of, of, of young... They were all, I'm going to say, young millennial... Leaders,
1: absolutely.
0: And uh, here's one that, that really um, submission will take you places that ambition mm-hmm. could never dream of.
1: Yeah, I wrote that down too.
0: And I thought about that one, and I was just like, "Wow!"
1: So say it again, though.
0: Oh, okay. Say okay. It, say it again. Submission will take you places ambition could never dream of. Mm. And I think it's like, that's when we've got to put in the time. We got to put in the work. Mm -hmm. And that's what that meant to me. Like really, you know, submitting to, um, you know, doing something, submitting to personal growth, submitting, submitting to, you know, in your spirituality walk or, you know, whatever your faith, like submitting to your faith. And that will take you places that your ambition could never dream of.
1: No. And submission to things, submission to That's right. people that yeah. you possibly weren't going to let lead you. Um, uh-huh. One of the things that I couldn't work through my mind, and I had to reread it that evening, was when they were talking about removing and replacing leaders above above you, yep. beside you, and below, and below you. you. And I, yeah. I heard that with a negative context at first. Yeah, I remember that. Yep. And I had to internalize that. Yeah. And it means nothing more than, and they were using themselves in as an example. Sure. Yeah, who, they were. They're yeah. young men. And they're who young. who were they yeah. putting ahead of them, next to them, and behind them? They were talking right. about their community of friendship. That's right. That's exactly right. And how they yep. hold each other accountable as peers and how they yeah. learn and grow from each other. Yep. And there's going to come a time when they'll replace each other in that friendship, in that whether they're beside them or below them, mm-hmm. above them or below them, mm-hmm. because we all change in our growth, and we have to surround ourselves with different people. We do. And do you, we do? So for the leaders that are out there, going, who are the five most important people in my life that should be changing? Yeah. And if it's not, you might yeah. possibly not be growing. That's true.
0: That's, you, it. Might That's it.
1: you might you could be those could people be. could be growing along with, with you, you and yep. i see you That's as the per- yeah. person next to me that yeah. challenges me and grows along yeah, with me absolutely and if you Same don't here. have a debbie in your life then whether you're male or female you gotta go get you a debbie or go so get, get you a terry you go. <laughs> go get you a terry <laughs> and i love said, it friendship is mission critical oh friendship uh, I, is yeah mission critical.
0: well and you know we heard several speakers talk about this idea of we've got more especially in in the generation that we have, we've got more loneliness. Um, I mean, the stats are kind of crazy, but this one was isolation creates more pain.
1: Mm -hmm. And, Mm
0: -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And and so just listening to that whole, um, you know, to that whole piece, I I think was, like,
1: really crazy. Yeah, and then their fill-in-the-blank for that for me was Mm -hmm. I want to be better at Uh 70. Oh, yeah, that's right. Remember that? That's right, I I do remember that. I want to finish at... You're what, 112? You want to finish? Yeah, 112? I want to finish at 112. Yeah, yeah. okay, so, so everybody write that down uh-huh. and live a whole uh-huh. life. Yeah. I want to that's be able right. to say I've lived my whole life by the time I'm 85 so that the rest of my years will be nothing that's right. but what do I want to do today? Yeah. Right? There you Satisfied go. Satisfied at? Yeah. So that's the thinking moment
0: yep. for me. Yeah, cool. Who okay. do you want to do next?
1: Oh, my goodness. Uh, There's so many. We'll, we'll never be able to
0: uh, no, we we get won't them all. We'll not be able to in.
1: cover them all. Um, I, you know, um I'm gonna I may leave a couple out. There were so many. Yeah. What did you write down from Bianca? Fiery, oh Bianca. Oh my gosh. Bian- is it Bian- is it Bian- well,
0: I, I think of her and like uh Beyoncé. Um she yes. was like a yeah. spiritual leader that is like Beyoncé. So if you can just visualize that. Her analogy, she used a story about how wine is made. Mm-hmm. And, and she went through this whole description about how the grapes uh, get plucked from the vine, and then they get crushed, mm-hmm. and then they get pressed, mm-hmm. and and then they get put in a cellar.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But now specifically, she was talking about how they make champagne, and so those yeah. grapes go in a cellar for a very long period of time. And she says, but then they're positioned in such a way, and I can't remember what what she called them, but there's a person that goes in for like years and turns the bottles just like a quarter of an inch and this process continues for a long period of time and then and and what it does is the bottles are put in there in a certain position so that it brings all the impurities to the top and then they cut the top off and what they're left with is an incredible bottle of champagne yeah yeah and i the analogy and the metaphor of that story about how many times in your life have you been plucked, mm-hmm. crushed, mm-hmm. pressed. But then what she talks about is that, yeah, but it started as a grape, and then you end up as this incredible bottle of champagne.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, I mean, I, I just loved, well, first of all, she was fiery, and I loved the way that she uh, told metaphors, and she spoke very, very fast. I had to really put on my, I, I couldn't take many notes because she talked so fast, I had to listen. Um, But the story was very powerful, and and so it just reminded me of just knowing that even during those hard times, if you're being crushed right now, if you're being pressed right now, then there's something good that's still left inside of you that is made to come out. Yeah.
1: I took that, too. I mean, she talked about your hiddenness or our hiddenness, where we hide from things that we're either ashamed of or we feel aren't important to other people. And this woman and her husband are making a huge impact in yep. an area in California that would have no one else would have been drawn in other than by her, her husband, and her personality. And mm-hmm. she, she referenced that that being plucked piece. Yep, she did. She said, I did not want to be plucked. Mm-hmm. She says, I'm happy on the vine. Mm-hmm. I'm a fat grape. Mm-hmm. I'm hanging on that vine. I don't want to be picked off. Yeah. And that's where I was comfortable. And she said that's until right. I was plucked off that vine mm-hmm. and then pressed and crushed. That's right. Like you said, and then put in a cellar. Yeah. And then she said, I'm now pouring out.
0: That's right. And that's she that said, last part. It's that mm-hmm. last
1: part. And that's what's bringing provision to other people. That was a, like a fifth P. Yeah. She brought it up once. And she said, you know, my hiddenness wasn't rejection. It was my transformation. Yeah. And I was hiding mm-hmm. out in the vine. Yep. And she, yep. I thought to myself, where am I hiding out?
0: Yeah, like, exactly. When
1: yeah. am I going to be plucked off? And, yeah. and Not that I haven't been crushed before. We've been crushed and rejected, yep. but this was a whole new way. Yeah, and it really and a whole was. Reaction. So that yep. was... I liked She was it. good. She I liked it.
0: Good. I liked it. Why don't we wrap up with... I, I've got this... Um, I've got this visual, and it, it I highlighted it, and I love it, and you know how much I love nature Absolutely. and how, lo- how much I'm outside. This came from a guy named Earl McLennan, mm-hmm. and this is what he said. And so I want you guys – I'm going to leave on my notes with, with, with this one, and then you may close out with one of the other speakers. But um, he said he, – he showed a picture of the moon, mm-hmm. and um, – I was, I was recently in a beautiful place, and, and the full moon was out, and you can see the light. And I want you to imagine, the moon has no light. It has no light.
1: Right.
0: It positions itself just right to get the light from the sun, and then it gives the light away. And when you think about the moon, it's got a lot of craters in it. But the craters don't prevent it from shining. No, they don't. In fact, it actually makes it more beautiful. So I started thinking about that and thinking about myself, thinking about other people and how we all, sometimes we just need to be positioned just right so that we can really let our light shine. And it doesn't matter what your craters are because we all have them. Um, whether those are physical craters that you think about or things of, oh, my gosh, I've done this in my life or I've had this, those are all craters. Yet we can position ourselves just right to let our light shine. And there are other people that the idea is that we're to give our light away. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: That's what the moon does. The moon gives our light away. Mm -hmm. And I just loved that analogy. And so I I don't know that I'll ever look at the moon the same way again after that story. You probably won't. I probably won't. So go take a look at the moon tonight if you're listening to this, and maybe you'll think about that story and where where do I need to be shining and giving my light away.
1: That's right. And, you know, there is a, um, there's a couple of other people, like she said, we can go into, um, and we just don't have time. In fact, mm-hmm. one of the things that we're going to do is... Um, do We'll either do another podcast and talk a little bit more about this because we even had more speakers today. Debbie and I had um, permission to say this. and um, from Tim Elmore, who mm-hmm. we met Tim a few years ago, and he spoke in an event. Um, again, he was introduced through David and Andy Stanley. And we have been passionately pursuing this idea of generational diversity. Yeah. And we were we able we were able to have a private lunch with him today and we had his permission to share that. Yep. And we're gonna explore more on what it looks like to create a podcast and some deliverables back to you and spend the whole time talking about it. But, may even yeah. have to go longer.
0: We may um, have to now. do several podcasts around it because it was so much around that, but it just it it um it it touches both of our hearts in the fact that we know that there's... I mean, we're staying at a hotel, and we mentioned this kind of earlier, alluded to it, but there was a lady in the hotel this morning, and we've met a lot of um, older generation, and this lady came through the cafeteria at the hotel, or the restaurant, whatever you yeah. want to call it, and she says, I'll be 102 in December, <laughs> and... You know, it just it just warmed my heart. First of all, in that, and she was just a bright light, and I just I couldn't help but say, "Man, I want to spend an hour and just talk to her, and and just learn from her." And it, it's just been it's so cool. We we've had several experiences that just we realize and we recognize just this generational diversity
1: mm-hmm.
0: and how much we can learn from them. But then also, we have to show up differently for the generations that are behind us Mm -hmm. and we're really both passionate about that and so we're excited about what we'll be doing in the future yeah with that i
1: i'm excited about that there's two different generations that show up in every conversation Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. as leaders we have to be prepared for the communication side of what that looks like in fact in most workplaces yeah before we before we close and go into this in most workplaces Most of you are working with four different generations, and they range anywhere from Generation Z, which are our 21st century youngest in the workplace, entering the workplace now, right up to. Boomers. There's probably still a few builders out there, Probably. In yeah, the work. they're well, made, your your discussion is. at the Apple Store. Absolutely. There yeah, probably absolutely is. We learned yes. a lot. We could do a whole podcast. We could, could do, do on
0: what I learned Apple at the Apple store. store today, other than getting a new phone. Exactly.
1: Yeah. You know, there are five generations. They go Generation yep. Z, Millennial Busters, or X Generation, Boomers, and the Builder Generation. Yeah. And we all go from caution to confidence caution to confidence and now we're back in a caution and skeptical generation with that's right people that are coming up through the workforce now yeah that's and right we have to be ready for all of these generations so i would encourage you before debbie and i do our next podcast around this start doing a generational roadmap inside of mm, your business so How many good. of the generations show up yeah, you can Google those generation dates, or just turn and tune into maybe our next podcast. Yeah, we'll
0: talk that. about that. We'll I think that'll it. be great. That'll be great. Okay, well, you know what, catalyst matters, and so we hope that by just sharing the 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 few notes that we had today, that that these these will be sparks for you. Maybe it sparked a thought, a question, whatever it was. That's our intention. So. And one
1: thing we might want to do, if you guys want more information about what Catalyst actually is, just yeah, go to we Catalyst include, Leader mm-hmm. or Google Catalyst Leader, yeah. and it'll pop up, and you yep. can see what that conference is. It goes all over the country, and then it's once a year yeah. in Atlanta.
0: That's great. Well, we want to thank you for listening to the Matters of Influence podcast. We hope that you'll subscribe to our podcast. And share it with your friends on social media. Uh, For more on us and this podcast, you can join our Matters of Influence Facebook page. And for our informational site, which is MattersofInfluence.com. We invite you to rate the podcast and give it a review. Uh, That helps us get exposure. So thank you to those of you that have done that. So until next time, keep it real. Be the best you that you You can can be.
1: be. Thank you, guys. Bye.